0: My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee, and I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is Mondays with Mom. Good morning, Mom. Good morning. How was your weekend? Weekend was great. Good. Yep, very good. And what's new? What are you talking about today?
1: Well, today I'd like to talk about from Ecclesiastes, which was the reading last Friday, a a time to be born and a time to die. Uh, And that time span between being born and dying, that's what I'd like to focus on. So that time span is different for each of us. And in this time on earth, we walk with our loved ones for a time and we kind of overlap for a time and walk together for a while. But it, it all comes back to what is our goal in life? And really the goal is to present ourselves to God in eternity with our hands full of good fruit and good deeds. And once our life is over, there's no room for putting things right. The only time we can accomplish this is our time on earth. And once we die, there's no more opportunity to do good deeds. So we have to keep that in the front of our minds. And our destiny depends on how well we use this time that we've been given here. Ecclesiastes says there is an appointed time for everything, a time to be born and a time to die. So we have a lot of work to do. Um, any comments on that reading from Ecclesiastes? It's one of my favorites, by the way.
0: Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know what you were going to talk about till five seconds ago. Oh no, uh, no, no,
1: no, no! We talked about this last week.
0: Well, that was a week ago. Well, US A week, week is like four years in my time. Um <laughs> I I don't know, it, it it makes me think of uh the Sunday reading though about uh Lazarus and the rich man. Yes. You know, our whole life is uh all going to be it's all recorded in a book, the book of life. And at some point at the end of life that book is opened and a video of our life, plays before us, and everything in there is is made known. So what did we do? You know, the, the sins of, of the rich man weren't that he was rich. It was that he was stingy, and he had no consideration for the poor people around him. Um, and so he wasted his life. You know, he thought he had a good life, but he didn't. He wasted it, and he used everything for himself. So, yes, when you point to a time to live, a time to die, a time to reap, a time to sow... Um, the, 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 We're in the time to be sowing <laughs> We have to yeah. be sowing seeds And particularly now I feel like people are so uncatechized about the truth And all these people that are leaving the faith And going to foreign uh, pagan religions Like witchcraft and Wicca uh, It is a time to boldly proclaim Jesus Christ And the good news that he has given to us Yes,
1: and I, I do agree. The, the reading today does speak to this because they, they had run out of time. Their fate was sealed. Lazarus was in heaven. The rich man was in hell and there was no more opportunity to change that outcome. So yes, it fits right in with this. Another thing that fits right in with this today is I was at a Magnificat breakfast uh, Saturday and um, Magnificat is the booklets we that we use for mass and they have... Uh, chapters all across the country of women's groups. So we have one here two of them actually on Long Island and uh, they had a breakfast on Saturday and the speaker was the most interesting person. Her name was Jennifer Hubbard. Now uh, you might recall uh, back 10 years ago the Sandy Hook school shootings in Connecticut Uh, her little girl Catherine who was six years old at the time was killed in that massacre. So it was a parent's worst nightmare, of course, and uh, I, I really, uh, she, she's a writer, and she writes meditations for the Magnificat book. They're not too often, but every once in a while one will come along, and I've, I've, I really find her writings to be so beautiful and so poignant and thought-provoking, so <clears throat> whenever I see her name and I see there's a meditation, I look forward to reading it, and I've never been disappointed, so when I heard she was going to be the speaker, of course I had to go, Well, seeing her in person was so special for me. Um, She, believe it or not, she began by reading the Ecclesiastes scripture, which I had planned to speak on today. So that caught my attention. But when Jennifer read it, it was different because of what she had been through. And the emphasis was different than what I was thinking. So just, I'm gonna, I won't read the whole thing, but just the things that stood out to me with, with the mother whose daughter was murdered How it sounds a time to be born and a time to die, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to be silent and a time to speak. And so I see from from listening to her that we even have different seasons in our life. So it's much bigger than I thought it was. So we we have different seasons. We have seasons where we're very sad and mourning and we have seasons where we're very joyful. We have seasons where we're planting, we have seeds where we're uprooting. And so um, of course she had a difficult time as one can imagine. Uh, She also had an eight year old son who was present in school that day. And he went looking for his sister but couldn't find her. Uh, Thankfully he survived. So she told her story. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't horrible, you know, to listen to. It was, uh, there was no anger that I saw in her, nor any self-pity for everything she's had to go through. And what she stated was that God will provide a way through what seems dark and scary. And um, she uh, wrote a book also, so I bought her book and I've started reading it. And um, it, she 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 did have a tough time, but she She got through it, she persevered, she stayed with God, she was journaling and um, she was able to come through and come out on the other side stronger, I think. So she said, whatever you're carrying or whatever you will carry, hold fast. Our Father is with you and will provide for you. Our message is that God is good and he has plans for you and for me. She said to answer the Holy Spirit nudges and you will be led to places of beauty. And if you follow where God leads, you will realize you are happy, you are healed, and you are joyful. Now, for someone that's been through what she's been through, it's amazing that she can say that. But she truly is full of joy and full of peace and full of hope. And it was wonderful to see her. Her book is called Finding Sanctuary, and it is available on Amazon. I'm almost finished with it because I can't put it down. And it's a book that rises from the pain and suffering she endured and finding joy and peace and hope again. And it shows that God can heal our broken hearts. Um, so that took me on a, a little different bend on this today. But um, it, it really was beautiful. So um, we, back to where we were starting with this talk. Um, we, we have a lot we, we, we waste a lot of time. And so, um, we, can, we can change our ways while there's still time, because we, we're in between those, we're being born and died, we're in between that time period in our own life. So, uh, one of the things I think is, it's best to live in the present moment. A lot of people are very, um, you know, living in the past, things that happened in the past. Oh, How many people I've heard the last couple of days that are holding grudges? one for 50 years, one for 40 years, it's amazing to me that you would hold a grudge that long. It's not what we're called to be. It's not what we're called to do. Uh, And we can't change the past. We can only move forward. And the future is not here yet. All we have is the present moment. So uh, people are somewhat afraid of the future. They're afraid, for instance, of a nuclear attack or another virus or another lockdown. Or a stock market crash. And the fear grows in people's minds. And these things may never happen. And even if they do happen. God will give us the graces to deal with it. And we don't have the graces today. For a future cross. We have the graces for today. We don't have the graces we'll need in the future. But we will have them when we need them. So any thoughts on that?
0: Well I think when you. You have to. When you read this, it is a little bit disconcerting when you read this uh, time for war, time for this and that and the other thing. You know, it's almost like it's um, inevitable. These things are inevitable. But this is written by a wise man who is talking about the inevitability of fallen human beings reaping what they sow. But war and death and mourning. this was never part of the garden it was not part of the garden that is a post-fall phenomenon and so now we have to contend with these things uh and but then it's you know after the weeping there's laughter after the mourning there's dancing after the love you know this that and the other thing peace after war why is that that's because of jesus It's only because of Jesus that we can laugh after weeping, that we can dance after mourning, because he's opened the door to heaven. So now there's still hope, despite the tragedies of this life. And that's, of course, Ecclesiastes wouldn't have known this at the time. He's before Jesus. But he knew it was coming. Yeah. Are you there?
1: I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... You know, children don't have anxieties. They really don't. They trust that their father will take care of them. And I would say that God takes care of us better than any earthly father because he's more powerful. So uh, through all these anxieties, we just have to remember we're in God's hands. He's got it. He knows what's going on. And that's one of the things that Jennifer Hubbard uh, was dealing with. She was talking to God, talking to God, talking to God. And then one day she realized, I-, I wonder if this is a one-sided conversation because I'm not hearing from him. Uh, am I just talking to myself here? You know, We all go through that. And uh, he really showed her beautifully in a very unusual way that he was listening and he heard every single prayer. So we are in God's hands. So Matthew 6:34 says, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. So there's much work to do in the Lord's vineyard. We look at the world, we see what's going on. And we should be joining the Lord in saving souls. Our lady has been asking us to do this in Fatima, in Lourdes, in Medjugorje. She keeps encouraging us that um, we have work to do. So um, yesterday's gospel, we talked about Lazarus, uh, You know, same thing. So I think one of the things we need to talk about with this is sloth, the capital sin of sloth. So what is sloth? It's an excessive love of rest and ease, which leads to neglecting our duties, uh, both physical duties and spiritual ones. It's a spiritual apathy and inactivity. And it's marked by laziness, grumbling, discontent, procrastination, and too much ease. So okay. how often do we grumble about things? I know I do. It can. It also can be excessive busyness, but not doing what I should be doing, but doing everything else except what I should be doing. For instance, Martha was too busy to listen to Jesus. Remember that one? So <clears throat> I could ask, am I doing what God wants me to do? So we have to be carefully discerning everything we take on. Um, you know, I I've, I've, myself have taken on too many things and realized this isn't really what God's calling me to do. I'm overburdened here. I think we all fall into that trap from time to time.
0: St. Thomas Aquinas uh, had an interesting take on Sloth. He defines it as, um, it's a spiritual sadness and a sluggishness of the mind When one tries to do something holy, because of an excessive indulgence in material things, Mm. isn't that interesting? Yeah. So think about our world today. So a sadness, spiritual sadness, Mm. which causes now a spiritual sadness would be like an aversion. So somebody is says, "Let's go to church," and the person's like, "Ah, "I don't know, I don't feel like it." Let's pray the rosary. Oh, I don't want to pray the rosary. It's a spiritual sadness and uh, sluggishness towards things that are virtuous and holy because of an an overindulgence in material things. Now, this guy lived, you know, practically 900 years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Imagine today, think about all the people emptying the churches, but they're spending hours on Amazon, at the malls, do you, do you see why this is part and parcel of what's happening? Yeah. When you when you put it all together, the excessive consumption of Americans, it's like we're Pac-Man, and the more we become Pac-Man, the less we want to go to God. Yeah. We've substituted goods for God. We added an O and dropped the divine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still hung on that word sadness of spirit. I have to think about that.
0: It's well, think about it. It's absolutely true. We know there's been people in our own life when we, we want to encourage somebody to, to, to do something that's good, and they're like, No, I don't want to do that. There's an aversion there.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there definitely is. Mm-hmm. Today, so many people waste so much time on their phones, their computers, their social media. They're constantly on it, constantly. That, that's that's taking people away from their families, from their prayer life, more than anything, I think.
0: Everything. Work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine how much how little work is getting done these days with people on their phones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, <clears throat> Teresa of Avila, which you've mentioned before, was shaking the hourglass to make her prayer time go faster. <laughs> A little sloth there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Catherine of Siena says... We've talked about this too. be who God meant you to be, and you'll set the world on fire. So the contrast between the lukewarmness and the fire, a big difference. We're called to the fire, not the lukewarmness. So sloth is also marked by a repugnance of work and effort. Well, I have to admit, I sometimes feel repugnance at dusting and vacuuming again and again. And it's also marked by grumbling and complaining when things are not comfortable for me. How many of us do that? So it creeps in. I think sloth is a thing that creeps in. It's very subtle. You don't really see it coming. I find it that way anyway. I realized that sloth was creeping into my own prayer life. Uh, I'd begun to skip some of my daily prayers. And I skipped adoration last week because I was just too tired. And it's so easy to let things begin to slide. And then... You know, you have to wake yourself up and say, well, this is this is what I do, commit, commit myself to every day, so I better get back to it. Perseverance is the virtue opposed to sloth, and that perseverance uh, will get us back on track. It's the continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Uh, and sloth will keep us from being all God is calling us to be. The evil one works by getting us to delay what we ought to do. He might just—he might not just get you to stop it, but if he can delay you, and then delay you again, eventually you'll stop. So we will be strong if our prayer is strong. So then I was uh, pulling some papers out, and I came across a picture. You all know this picture of Jesus standing at the door and knocking, holding a lantern. Um, and then I looked up the the reading from revelations 320 behold i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come into him and eat with him and he with me so god wants to be in a loving relationship with us and what is our response to the many invitations he gives us to be close there's no good excuses excuses for refusing those invitations uh, Luke twelve thirty seven says, blessed those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them sit at table and he will come and serve them. And uh, Jose Maria Escriva, who is a saint, lists the four stages of a relationship with Christ. The first one is to seek him, then to find him, then to get to know him, and then to love him. So I would ask, where are we in those four stages? What stage are we at? And be careful not to slide back.
0: You know, Jesus at the door knocking, you mentioned. I don't know if you've ever looked at the images for that scripture. You know, we've all seen it. You know, he's at the door knocking. Um, And then one day somebody uh, said to me, have you looked closely at those pictures? There's no door handle on the outside. Yeah. And if you look at all the pictures, uh, when you Google it, they've all been depicted the same way. There's no – you He will have to let him in. He can't just open the door without you as, as consenting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I've been doing, as you, I think you are too, the St. Bridge of Prayers for the 12 years. Oh, yes. So, you know, the fifth prayer is for the carrying of the cross. Yes. And that says um, – uh, I offer you the sufferings of the cross, especially His wound on His shoulder. It's precious blood, as atonement for mine, and all of humanity's rebellion against the cross. I, every grumbling against Your holy arrangements. Yes, it, yes, it does. And that's so interesting because that means any time we're like, and it helps to minimize it. So I have found that since I've been doing this, I I do grumble less. These are powerful I think, prayers.
1: I think I'm more aware of my grumbling.
0: Well, the next step pay. is to go less. <laughs> I,
1: wasn't pay, I wasn't paying attention to it before, but I'm very aware of it now.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So I would like to read the latest Medjugorje message, which came in yesterday. Yes. Uh, it's uh, very different than her usual. Dear children, <clears throat> pray that the Holy Spirit may enlighten you, that you be joyful seekers of God and witnesses of love without bounds. I'm with you, little children. And anew I'm calling all of you take courage and bear witness to the good works that God is doing in and through you. Be joyful in God. Do good to your neighbor so that it will be good for you on earth and pray for peace, which is threatened because Satan wants war and peacelessness. Thank you for having responded to my call. I just think this is such an uplifting and positive message. Uh she wants us to have joy in the times we're in joyful Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, love without bounds take courage be joyful in god it's just a beautiful message and um it made me think about you know every time we're in medjugorje we feel so much joy we're just just filled with joy and we had a little prayer group meeting last night we were talking about this and every one of us that's been there experienced that some of uh, some of them said when they were on their way home at the airport they were so joyful and bursting with joy that people were saying where have you been and what is that <laughs> <laughs> and it's sometimes i feel like we could fly home without the plane and i was wondering about this and i think the reason we feel that there is because we pray so much there you know the days are full of prayer
0: and she's you know, there
1: <laughs> and she's there but the, we we pray more there than we do at home. We're, it's from morning to night. And I think the the conclusion I'm coming to is the more we pray, the more joy we're gonna have. And maybe we pray way too little.
0: Well, it's that, but it's also that everybody there is praying that yeah. much. Yeah. There's no um, mixing of the wheat with the chaff. It's all wheat. You know. So when yeah. you have 100% of the people all praying, all wanting to do God's will, all seeking him out, of course it's going to be set on fire. Yeah, And that's what God promises for the world. If the world would come back to him that way, the whole world would be that way. And speaking of which, I will be there October 30th to November 7th. Uh, there's a pilgrimage. We There was a great response last time I mentioned this, and now we only have four seats left. So if you think you want to come, There's no better place to be on the planet, and particularly for Halloween, they don't even mention the name. There's no acknowledgement whatsoever. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's 206 Tours, Danielle, and the number is 800-206-8687. 800-206-8687. Four seats are left. If you think the Lord's calling you or a lady's calling you there, give a call today. Time is running out. What else?
1: One further thing. Uh, Jennifer mentioned... Uh, when she was talking, she said, if you don't have a uh, a friend, a, a, another woman friend in the Lord that you can share with, get one today. She said, it is so important to have another person that you can share all of your, you know, your, uh, your, your walk to the Lord with. And we had our little prayer group last night and it is so good to be together. And it's such a good thing that we do because we do share our stories and, and hear how God is working in other people's lives and it strengthens you and lifts you up. And it's uh, if you're not if you don't have a, a I'm calling it like a prayer partner, you know, a person like that, you really should think about trying to join a prayer group and and sort of aligning yourself with that, because it really is so helpful. It it really does wonders.
0: Yeah, that was one of the best parts of living in uh religious community life Mm -hmm. because everybody's going through ups and downs the whole everybody everybody has ups and downs whether you're following god or not but even the people that follow it probably more so because these are people that are devoted to you know picking up the cross Uh, and so god takes advantage of that but when you gather for dinner you know there's 80 contemplative hermits praying and you come together for dinner and then these three or four sharings at the end of dinner, you know, it's always people who are having that mountaintop experience and the miraculous hand of God in action, and and it's so uplifting for the people who are in the valley, because you know your mountaintop is coming, it's just not here this week, uh, and that's that was amazing. People were always uh, happy and anticipating uh, the Lord's hand in action, and and you hear about the miracles going on all over the place, and it it makes you so. Um, it, inspired to just keep going and, and living the life he's given you yeah very important we don't find very much in the world
1: no not at all <laughs> so that's uh we'll just uh, be joyful seekers as our lady says
0: okay and we're just about out of time may almighty god bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen amen thank you so much mom this is father dan signing off